Hey, Nelson. Hi. <laughs> Every time. Okay. I got something for you. Okay. Are you familiar with Morse code? Dots and dashes. Yes. Way of communicating. Long and short, right? Yes. Okay. The Morse code for M is two long uh, dashes, right? Or da, da, right? Yeah. The Morse code for I is two short dots or dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. If you put them together, you have dun, 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 dun. True story. For real? The actual guy who composed the Mission Impossible theme composed it with Morse code in mind. Wow. So. This was like this, the, the TV show. The TV show theme. originally. The original TV yeah. show theme. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm not just making that up. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting tidbit. There. I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah. So I've, I've yet to see Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No. Have you I seen it? pretty good oh okay i'll I'll, I'll there's lots of tom cruise running oh yeah that's right we talked about that he's he's running the algorithm yeah the more tom cruise sprints in a movie the better it is the better it is with the exception of being a few good men didn't he sprint in that oh no No, i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the firm uh, the firm yeah yeah he did a lot of running in the firm because he was chased he he swung a baseball bat Uh, that doesn't count (laughs) the reason why it was aaron sorkin writing that's why it was good right so right it was all right all right well let's get this thing started shall we cue that epic music all right this is a final take i'm nelson and with me is tim the only thing we like more than movies and tv is talking about them so if you love what you hear like it rate it and share it and you really said that with a smile (laughs) I have a background in sales. Yeah, okay. And so, smile and dial. All right. It is very true. You're selling it. Okay. I am. All right. Well, hey, we're talking about female spies today. Spy versus spy today. Spy versus spy. Spy versus spy episode. Essentially, yeah. So, we're looking at Spec Ops Lioness and Heart of Stone. Spy versus spy. Spy versus spy. That's right. So there's a lot going on in the uh, in the spy universe on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in movies. And in yeah. movies. Yeah. So all right. Well, we're going to we're going to dig deep into two recent editions, Lioness and Heart of Stone in this episode. Both starring female spies. Female leads, yeah. Female leads. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's dig into Lioness. Go ahead. Okay. While trying to balance her home life and her life as a CIA spy, Joe enlists a young Marine recruit to join her clandestine CIA team. Yes. Created by Tyler Sheridan, who's currently uh, running the world. Expanding the Sheridan verse. That's right. Paramount. Lioness stars Zoe Saldana, Laisla de Oliveria. If I pronounced that right. Close enough. Nicole Kidman. Uh, Michael Kelly in his typical government role. Yes. And Morgan Freeman. You could stretch to maybe Paramount, Michael Kelly in a CIA position. Oh yeah, I mean, but, but still, he's been in, he's been in everything. <laughs> he played what he played Andrew McCabe in that that 
James Comey thing on the yeah. page. But and he's, he's in like, House of Cards. House of like, Cards, he, yeah. He, he's apparently, the, he's like, he looks and sounds and acts like a government bureaucrat. I know. I've, I've said it before. I think I'll say it again. As one government bureaucrat watching another one. Yeah, I mean, how would fits. you rate? How would you rate his performances? He fits. No one's supposed to know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get that out. <laughs> I'll leave it. Um, so, um, yeah, he's fine. He's good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a government everyman, you he know. Is. So I'll I'll say that. But but yeah. So um, you watched the first four episodes that were out. Five. Five. There's I'm, five. Oh I'm yeah, there's current. five now. So okay, you're episode current. six is coming this okay. Sunday. Okay, I caught up to the first two episodes. Yeah. Share your thoughts. Well, well, let me let me preface too okay. by saying this is actually based on uh, not a true story, true story, but it's based on a true, um, like, uh, a, like a, a real female, group. yes, yeah, a group within the CIA. And like most based on a true stories, there's a bit of embellishment, right, in terms of well, I think actual tactical. I think it would kind of sum up more like um, Mind Hunter on on netflix where it's like the situation is true right it's just the circumstances the characters were made up for dramatic effect and how they established that unit so in my understanding of it the lioness group actually existed Mm -hmm. they're created for like mostly like checkpoints for padding down at checkpoints sure where they had female marines Mm -hmm. dressed in appropriate yeah, gear abayas for whatever country they're in. Right, and their job, primary job, was to integrate with or pat down at checkpoints, mm-hmm. and then eventually it evolved into like integrating themselves into these Muslim societies. Yeah, and providing like hearts and minds work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't. From what I've read. Publicly, at least, it never got to the point of like clandestine operations. Right. So I think the show is a bit of an embellishment. Yeah. Right. Um, as a spy thriller, mm-hmm. like a true, you know, spy craft. Here's what it, you know, here's what you do to, you know, find a mark and to cultivate a source and all yeah. that. Um, it's it's a bit by the numbers. Sure. But it's still still thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of um, Taylor Sheridan shows, it has like a grittiness to it mm-hmm. um, that you don't really see in a lot of spy spy shows. So I was entertained. It was good. Nice. Yeah. Um, I would say this. Um, it's it's very, you know, only watching two episodes. It's very compartmentalized of how they tell the story where it's like one little section at a time, one little chapter, essentially. Yeah. One little piece of the story. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a B and kind of a minor C plot. Yeah. Um, Right. But, uh, you know, I think another aspect of it that they bring into it that is not like a lot of other spy shows is Mm -hmm. the, the family life. Right. Or trying to balance a family with their career. Exactly. Um, yeah, because so, uh, I, I know I've, I've listened to a lot of um, uh, spy podcasts on, I think, True Spies. Um, but I, so I know a lot about, you know, I'm a huge fan of the genre. Yeah. Um, it's something that they don't really, you know, 
ever hit ever because ultimately she could be gone right for months and yeah. not even know it yeah right yeah you know that's that's kind of a very real aspect of right. how this goes on because when you talk when you see it in like the good shepherd or something like that it, it's only kind of glossed over right and it's only just it, it appears as if he leaves and comes home for dinner every night yeah. when you know CIA operations don't happen within the borders of the United States. Sure. So you're leaving essentially. Yes. And so, um, it was very, very, uh, um, real. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the one thing I have to say that it's very, uh, it, it has that very, very much some realism as far as how it's presented. Yeah. And, and so, that's something I can appreciate. So Zoe Saldana plays like the handler, like she runs that, the lioness program. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, the agent that she recruits, it's kind of like a, by the numbers spy mm -hmm. where it's yeah. like, she's like basically orphan. She had like a troubled background. And right. She found the military and excelled and she's super smart yeah. and very capable physically. Right. You know, where she can defend herself and fight stuff. And so like that aspect of it, a lot of that is just by the numbers. Yeah. Let me tell you from a storytelling aspect. Yeah. This is how you effectively use a flashback. <laughs> you don't rely on a flashback to tell the entire story, Boba Fett. You just launch the show with you like just, a three minute. You, you know? need to tell a little bit of a backstory yes. to, to catch you up. Yeah. And that's how you effectively use flashback. Well, you know. I would say for this show, for Taylor Sheridan show, it's a bit of a slow burn compared to some of the others. It is. It is a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but pacing wise and storytelling wise, yeah, like he doesn't waste his time getting no, right to it. Right. And then I think what I appreciate about this show, like his other shows, is that he he doesn't shy away from like the uglier aspects of whatever subject matter. It right. Is, right. Yeah, yeah. Like in Yellowstone, it's the strained relationships between you know, the white people and the native American tribes, right. Whose land that they, you know, took yeah. generations ago. Right. And, and they don't shy away from that. And, uh, -huh. uh and the Oregon trail show what was that 18, 1880, 1882 or something like that. Something like that. Like that was the most brutal version of the Oregon trail. Like that was not your, your dad's yeah PC game. You know yeah. I mean? Right. And so, and so like, he doesn't pull his punches when it comes to any subject matter. Right. I, I, I agree with that. And that's, and, and it's, that's, I think that's why he's probably very successful is just because he has been, um, you know, just not pulling any punches, not yeah. watering anything down, telling it like it is yeah. telling the story exactly the, the good sides and the ugly sides of things, yeah, you know, and, and it's honest, honest storytelling is really what it is. The, the one thing that I'd say, and again, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how often this happens and I don't know if anyone does, but a lot of the show occurs on us soil. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned that in terms of authenticity on military and spy shows mm -hmm. is how much can occur on us soil because of the laws that we have well training wise from what i've seen so far in the show that can be all done on u.s soil yeah but as far as real world operations yeah 
there's nothing going on that the CIA handles within the U.S. Yeah. So, so. what you'll get to in the ensuing episodes is episodes three through five. Right. Is the actual kind of diving into the operation. Oh, yeah, because there's also a piece, not to throw out any spoilers, but she's she's actually connected with an asset who's in the United States. Yes. Okay. Well, she meets the asset in Kuwait or Dubai or something like that. Right. And then eventually, like, her mark ends up traveling to the U.S. Sure. And so they have to keep up the operation on U.S. soil. Right. And then other stuff happens on U.S. soil that I, I won't give away because it... it it's very spoilery. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's like a major kind of through through line, uh, like dramatic through line for, for the, for the first season. So, um, but a lot of, a lot of it occurs mm-hmm. on us soil. Yeah. And it may have just been like one of those things where it's more convenient to film on us soil versus finding yeah. like a stand in for, you know, the middle East or, or what have you. Um, Arizona. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, there's a level of authenticity where, yeah, extras and building an entire you know city or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, that's true. And so, um, I, yeah, I'm not really sure how far in the operations goes with with the CIA as if they would do anything on sort on, you know. But I, I'm sure they would have to keep up appearances on to to keep the asset. Yeah, you know, in in connection with with them you know so they can become well they can become an assets they yeah. would have to still do the work you know even if it takes place in the united states so but uh and and that's really just an asset that's not necessarily someone who's actually you know you're not you're not working an op or anything like that yeah you know so. so so in the show the lioness group what they do is they place operatives mm-hmm. in close proximity to like Tier, tier one targets, right? Right. So in this case, they're trying to integrate an agent with this tier one target's daughter mm-hmm. to get closer to find his whereabouts. Yeah. And that's where a lot of like the drama happens. Right. Where Ensues, it's like, yeah. you know, how is she going to get in? Stuff that happens where like at one point she goes through like brutal seer training and then they right. have to explain like, you know, what all she her got bruises her, yeah. and stuff happened she got into a you know where she's gonna meet up with her mark so uh so the, a lot of a lot of the drama happens like in reaction to other things that happen in the story so right um performance wise zoe Saldana is always very good yeah it's it's a little light on action right for something that for like a show or movie that she's in yeah um but you don't she's... you don't need action because it's 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 not all about the action. Yeah, it's, it's all spy. about it's like a true spy the chess spy. pieces. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, so she's she's very good. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean Michael Kelly. I oh, think he's, he's always the deputy good. Director yeah. of the CIA in this. He's uh, always he's good. He's so good. He's always good. Um, Nicole Kidman kind of seems like a little bit of window dressing. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about her purpose right now. I don't really know what her purpose is, but I don't know. She's we'll almost like it. the handler's handler. She, it seems like to me, like she's, she's like the mentor. Yeah. Or, you know, so like boss mentor. Yeah. Um, I mean the scenes that she's been in, she's like effectively like calm, but menacing. Yeah. You know, that's, that seems to be her. Not quite like Olivia days. Coleman. 
Oh, in, yeah. She's charming you know, and menacing. In, in, in Secret Invasion. Yeah. But still, like, menacing enough where you're right. like, oh, man. Like, what levers could she pull to make somebody's life terrible? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, considering the fact that it's, you know, about halfway done with the the um, series. Um, what would you say for right now? And we'll swing back to this and, yeah. and conclude. Yeah. Is so, it a watch? Um, I feel like it's still it. kind of a niche, right? Yeah. So I think, I think it's probably, I mean, it's on Paramount plus, so, right. you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a stream. Okay. I don't think it's like essential viewing. Okay. Um, but you know, if you, if you want to scratch that, like, you know, real spy, spy thriller drama, real spy thriller, yeah, real, yeah. more authentic, less, spy. yeah, less Jason Bourne. Yes. Less yeah. Jason Bourne, yeah. more, uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, like those yeah. real like tense dramas. Sure. Um, you know, this will scratch that itch. Okay. Um I I don't know if like hardcore Taylor Sheridan fans might yeah. like it. Tr- yeah. Because true. it's not quite in line with yeah. his other shows. Like it's a little more of a slow burn. Yeah. Um, it's a little light on action. Right. I mean, it's heavy on drama. Yeah. So, you know. But I think it's I think it's 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 a stream for me. It's a stream, yeah. I think I'll, I'll watch the whole thing, but I, you know, over time I will. It'll be one of those ones I come back to. Yeah. You know, over time. So exactly. Exactly. I, I, I do. I do appreciate the fact that, um, you know, they're doing this, you know, really good spy thriller, and at the same time, you know, it has a good strong female lead, which yes. which I think is obviously lacking. Yeah. You know. So. Which brings us to our next. Brings us to the next one. <laughs> On Netflix, Heart of Stone. An intelligent an intelligence operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. Yeah, Heart of Stone stars Gal Gadot, Jamie Dorman, Dorman, Dornan? Dornan. Dornan, that's right. And an ensemble cast made up of a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. <laughs> but that's okay, they're important. That's right, they are. Yeah, so... Um, okay. So what are your thoughts of this, um, somewhat of a spy thriller? It's a spy action movie. Yeah. It's, you want to like it Mm -hmm. because Gal Gadot's in it. Sure. You gotta love Gal. Gal. It's a tough watch though. It is. Like a lot of these Netflix kind of tentpole action yeah. movies, it's something's just always kind of off where like it doesn't always land. Well, it's almost like I don't think this is going to be awesome in theaters. So let's <laughs> see if Netflix will take it. Um, like the one uh, with Jamie Jamie Fox and well, it's like. It's like the algorithm spit out like, hey, we have a gap. Yeah. We need a female led action film. Action film. Yeah. That's a spy thriller. Right. And so like they scrambled to put together the pieces. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Right. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel authentic in a lot of ways. And a lot of the things just like don't feel earned. Right. Where it's just presented to you. There's this there's this, you know, super spy group that has this, you know, this uh, 
this powerful AI weapon that only they use to keep the peace. But like, right. there's nothing about who funds them. They're, 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 they're outside of any jurisdiction. They're not controlled by any country, but they have yeah. this like powerful AI that was developed somehow. Yeah. They have the worldwide spy network that mm. operates with the highest technology with seeming unlimited budgets. Yeah. And you just aren't supposed to accept that this exists. There's only 52 people in this, right? Because <laughs> it's based on a deck of cards, yeah, right? that's right. Okay. That's right. So I'll tell you what I liked. I, I did like the concept of uh-huh. what they were trying to do with the technology yeah. and kind of move into a bit of an action, yeah. current day sci-fi thing. Yes. However, I don't. I didn't think it was executed very well at all. Uh, just because it it was like it just had an element of uh, that lacked any type of direction right. of of what is you know when it comes to the storytelling yeah what is the motivation what it, it's very much Anakin Skywalker he didn't get promoted to the rank of Jedi so yeah. he's gonna go kill a bunch of kids but in the movie they asked that like but why does he want it right right because the MacGuffin is this it's called the heart right. It's this AI algorithm right. that also powers all of this advanced technology that... And not even much of a MacGuffin as it is because you actually see it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're kind, they, like, they kind of introduce it. Yeah. And then about like halfway through the movie, it becomes the MacGuffin. Right. Yeah. And like, I know it's of the time that it's AI... And everyone's interested in generative AI and all that stuff. Yeah. But it just kind of hits misses. Right. Like we were talking about. So, so multiple, like at least twice they're like, so they're like, what's the motivation of the bad guy? Like they actually say that, like, why does right. he want it? Why does he want the heart? Why does he want it? And they don't down? explain it because <laughs> of this don't. one attack. Yes. And it's like, Oh, okay. Where right. he was, they had to make a decision and he was the lone survivor and he's wanting to get revenge. But that's the thing. That's also something you have to accept when you're in that position that he was in. Right. Is that people will get killed. Yes. Because he, he was behind enemy lines. Right. He's not, they're not supposed to like, he, he's like an MI6 operative, right? Right. So he's not supposed to be behind. He's not supposed to be there in the area mm-hmm. of operation. Right. And so like understanding that in that situation how other storytelling tropes go like right with mission impossible is if you're captured or caught we'll deny your your right. presence there yeah right and so most spy through spy action movies in this instance the operative accepts the fact that yes i'm operating behind avenue lines and like yeah you know I, you I'm have no be official covered right yeah and so why would he have the incentive to seek revenge? Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that they just like, you're supposed to accept as like, Oh yeah. them. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. But yeah. Cause you don't have that motivation. Yeah. And it's not strong enough where no. they, where they built it. No. So it really renders the entire film. Someone put, it got off to a great start when you're like, yeah. wow, all yeah. right. I'm yes. kind of cool. What's going on? Yes. But then it's just like, oh, I, I doze off, man. I had to watch that ending part a second time. Oh, you did? I swear <laughs> to God, I had to watch it. I was like, okay, um, this is not like, you know. Because it wasn't quite globe trotting enough for right. being like a, 
international okay i'll say action this movie when you talk about globe trotting the the blueprint is indiana jones it's raiders of the lost ark the first yeah. three indiana jones films yeah. because not not crystal skull because that's more no. linear yeah um, that movie doesn't exist but the thing is is it's like we can't get to to essentially to point b without taking a side excursion here to get what we need to get to point B. Yeah. And so you're at point A 2.0. Right. And um, I, you could say that the, uh, the Holy Grail, was it? Yeah. Uh, Last Indiana Crusade. Jones and Last Crusade. Yeah. Probably did it best. Right. With like the side quest to get the it thing was like they need to go full on, the on quest. Dan Brown novel. Oh yeah, yeah. The Da Vinci yeah, Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Of course, they couldn't get the movie right because it was it's the but it's the information, it's the symbolism that was the fascinating part. Yeah. It wasn't about two people going to find it, right? You know, right. So it was that was what was fascinating. But yeah. they they really that's that's you're you're exactly right. That's why they did it. Why they did it best. So you have to actually make that determination. Oh, I know why they're going there. Right. Because there is actually twice where like. The bad guy just kind of appeared in a place. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we've tracked him to wherever. Yeah. And you just accept that that's where they went. Right. But no motivation as to why. Right. Or hardly one. Right. Right. And it's like, they did that twice. Yeah. At two locations. Right. Like, where you're like, why are they, why are they here? Like, this makes no sense. Yeah. That's true. So, I mean, it, and it's funny because typically we can go on forever about these films, but I mean, I have to say, like, I don't have a lot to say about it. It just was like it. It was. It it was a by the numbers. It wasn't even by action. the numbers. It fell well, short. It was. It was like trying to be a by the numbers. Yeah. Action that fell short. Spy action movie. Yeah. And I think in in terms of execution, they fell short in a lot yeah, of places. I agree. I will say, action was oh, kind of fun. It was fine. You yeah. know, like the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um was a bit was kind of fun yeah right um some of the stuff that they did with like the hud like i think she had like like a contact lens in that like showed her like escape routes and stuff i mean some of the ways that they executed on like the the technology that that you know the spy group used yeah uh was kind of cool it was i thought that was the coolest part yeah of it but it was it was at a certain because it was like oh wow this is kind of cool what are we getting into yeah. when in that first scene yeah but then at a certain point they they really don't explain why they're ha- why they have it why they're using it but this seems like a classic case of they found they 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 were trying to develop it around mm-hmm. an idea of right what if a spy group had like this powerful AI system kind of like. Uh, minority report uh-huh right that was predictive right to the point where it could tell the future yeah and it's like they tried to build the story around that yeah well, maybe it's the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. maybe it kind of powers the the first you know two acts and then it becomes a MacGuffin in the third act and then yeah you know it gets stolen and you know now they're trying to vie for control of it right you know um and it just it, like in so many ways it's just yeah short. it just yeah it's and it's funny it's like what are they not making movies of it's my question is like you know because this was like it's a great concept not yet ready to be to go into production 
you could almost say that it was like it almost was like written by AI. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. There you where, go. Where There's like first movie where like it wasn't. Yeah. It 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 had elements of other spy. That's right. Movies, but there was like six fingers on it. <laughs> that's right. 30 percent Rotten Tomato score by critics. Yeah. So let's let's get these guys a paycheck and get them back to work. Right. You know. Right. So, um. But yeah. Okay. So obviously our. Oh, that's a hard skip. It's a hard skip. I I think the only people that might watch this are just really hardcore Gal Gadot fans. I agree. And I don't even know if it's like an itch to scratch for like if you're into action spy movies. No. There's so many more. There's so many better ones that you could watch. Yeah. Even rewatch. Right. Than watch this new one. Yeah, that's true. And I think it definitely falls in line with other efforts by Netflix to yeah. fill this genre. Yeah. And if you're going to really try to go for some type of action spy thriller, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. See how I'm bringing it back? Yes, get yourself to a theater and watch Mission Yeah, Impossible. there you go. There you go. Or at this point, you can probably wait for it to come on digital. Uh, It's going to be in October is when it comes out. Oh. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, so, so get yourself to yeah, a theater. Get yourself to a watch theater. Watch Tom Cruise do some sprinting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or just like I'm sure there's a video of Tom Cruise on YouTube just running. Sprinting. That's it. Everywhere. I'm sure there's a montage of him sprinting. Just I'm watch gonna find that it. instead. I'm going to find it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. And that'll still probably do better. That's one. Okay. So, uh, your review, your, your take. It's a skip. I want skip for me. I didn't pay. I didn't pay to watch this in theater, but I still want my money back. I know. I want my time back. I want my time back. That's right. That's right. So, okay. All right. Well, that's our take. And if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, like, and give us five stars, a glowing review so our podcast can reach more people. Thanks again to Tyler Hobbs, Space Ranger, for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify and the Hazels everywhere. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Final Take Pod. Email us at thefinaltakepod at gmail.com and check out our episodes on our website, thefinaltakepod.com. Until next time. We're going to talk about Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oppenheimer. Exciting. Exciting.